This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello. Hello, um, this is Kanika. I'm just calling to connect you to Kevin Smith this morning. All right. Thank you, Kanika. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And just to confirm, this will be on behalf of his show at the Wilbur um, on the 5th? That is correct. Okay, great. Let me get him on the other line. All right. Thank you. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? So good. How are you? Doing good. I mean, no, really, Kevin. How are you doing this morning? That I really want to know. How are you doing? So fucking good. That's, That's what, what we love to hear. There it is. That's what I'm yeah, talking about. There's the Kevin the Smith I, I fall in love with. <laughs> it is such a, it's a, it's an answer that captures people's imaginations. Uh, you know, because people ask you in a very like, how are you doing? And normally you're like, oh, I'm good. But I, I generally come back with, oh, so fucking good. And they're like, so fucking good. That's awesome. It is a weird question because I think most times when we ask that nobody question, cares. yeah, nobody cares. But I do. I do want to know how you were doing this morning. I mean, honestly, like, I kept my bar low my whole life. I just wanted to be like Kevin Smith. I didn't really aspire to much more. And so it's really worked out for me. <laughs> Every day I get up and it's like my father used to wake up and be like, oh, what do I got to do today? I get up and I'm like, what do I want to do today? And then I do some goofy shit until I... Go to sleep, wake up, start all over again. It's yeah. been a very lovely life. That is awesome. So you've got the convenience tour. It's going to be at the Wilbur. Uh, you can yeah. see the Clerks movie with Kevin. And then uh, Brian O'Halloran is going to be there. And there's going to be, a, as you say, a wicked long Q&A afterwards. That's right. It, generally, the Q&A is longer than the movie itself because I have to explain myself for a while. Like, this is why I did this and that. Yes, this is why uh, we love you. You ask a question and you will answer it. It's not just yes or no. You will answer it. And if it takes all oh day, it's fine because I want to hear I it. I can't help. I, I can't circumvent, kids. I got to <laughs> I just I got to I got to give the full response. If people are going to give you their time, you know, think about the precious commodity that time is. There's a lot of streaming shows to watch, man. 
So if people are going to give you their time instead of watching, like, you know, Wednesday on Netflix or something like that, they're, they're owed a response at the very least. You've got to give them your time back. And if, as long as anyone's interested in you, you shouldn't you be interesting or interested back? I, mean, I don't understand how the world operates, but that's how I operate. Uh, Producer Dan has a question for you. What do you got? So in the new movie, Randall has a massive heart attack, which is obviously a little bit of art imitating life there. And then afterwards, he has, you know, like an epiphany of there's so much stuff I haven't done. I want to direct this movie. And you, unlike the character, have obviously accomplished a lot. But after your heart attack, did you have kind of a semblance of that where you're like, there's so many things I need to do? I know this goes against brand, especially considering what I just said, but I refuse to answer that question. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) That's that's a great question because when I was laying on the table and the doctor was like, you're having a widowmaker, I was like, what's that? And he explained it. He says, you've got full blockage in the artery that runs across your heart. Um, And in 80% of the cases where this happens, the patient always dies. But you're going to be in the 20% because I'm good at my job. So he disappeared into my crotch. That's how they save you, man. It goes through your femoral artery and it's through your groin. Go figure, man. The last time you you spend most of your young life hoping someone will go near your groin, and then they do (laughs) to save your life, and you're like, good Lord, that's not what I was hoping for. So as I was laying on the table thinking about this may be the last ceiling I'm ever looking at, I forced, you know, the end-of-life movie to begin. And I was very content, very satisfied. I got to do way more stuff than... I would have imagined at the beginning of this journey. And so I honestly felt like, well, if this is it, like, that's it. Time to just step back. Don't be the last guy at the party who's like, you got any more beer? Like, just leave while people still like you and stuff. So I was okay to go. Not in a, in a emo, goth kind of like, death, man, 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 man. Like, believe me, I like living. But I, I've reached this kind of place where I was like, you know what, if it ends... I've got nothing that I've really wanted to do. I mean, it would just be me making more movies, more of the same. So breathe and let go. And then I was suddenly seized by the notion that if I died that night, Yoga Hosers would be the last movie ever made. Then I was like, I want to live. (laughs) (laughs) That people enjoy. I want the last thing I made people being like, oh, my God, he made that Yoga Hosers, then he died, probably connected. So mercifully... I got to live, and, and we got to clerk three. And then I used the heart attack for fodder for the movie, man. Like, you know, they told me when I after I had the heart attack, there's someone in the hospital, a psychiatrist, that was just like, um, you may go through depression. And I was like, oh, my God, what would that be like? Because I've never been depressed. I'd be fascinated. And the doctor was like, you don't want it. But, oh like, it gosh. happens to middle-aged men when they go through a life-threatening event. So mm-hmm. you may find yourself depressed, depressed and, and kind of spiraling. And that never came to be man like the the heart attack wasn't even something i needed to exercise or get beyond i mean i did exercise but exorcise right um i gave it to randall you know in clerk three and suddenly i don't even think about it as the heart attack that i had it's it's randall's heart attack but it definitely was mine first all right it's carson kennedy on mix 104.1 of course we are talking to that kevin smith <laughs> kevin did everybody want to come back for the second and third movies did you have to talk anyone into it no, they all came back. It was lovely. Now, some people um, were like, how come there's not as more as much Rosario in Clerks 3 as it was in Clerks 2? And it's like, well, between Clerks 2 and Clerks 3, Rosario became one of the busiest actors on the planet, one of the most famous people in the world. And now she's a Jedi for Disney+. Plus. So very hard 
to write the same lengthy part for somebody who's so high in demand. Also presumes upon a friendship. But she still came out and played with us, and she's all over the movie. She's wonderful. Oh, wow. um, the short answer is no. Everybody was happy to come back. I love and it. And even more so, we shot in New Jersey, like right where we shot the original clerk. So anyone who was still alive got to come back. And, you know, that's pretty much everybody. We don't have... Lisa Spoonhour, sadly. She played Caitlin in the first movie. She passed away a few years ago. But uh, everyone else who was still in the area and still alive came to join us. And that's something, if we'd shot the movie in, like, Los Angeles, like we shot most of Clerks 2 in, in California, if we had done something like that, we couldn't pull in people like, you know, like my, my ex-girlfriend, Kim Lochran. She plays the girl um, who's there with the, the trainer, who's like, uh, you know, no, she, he's, she's getting married to an Asian design major, that girl. <laughs> like, you know, she's in Clark Street. But if we'd shot that movie, like, in Los Angeles, it would be cost prohibitive to fly her out, put her up. It would be about $10,000 just to have her say a line that only I would care about, right? right so right. being in Jersey around the block from where Kim lives, I was like, oh, man, will you come down and say the same nonsense you said like nearly 30 years ago while you stand in the same place. And she was like, sure. Wow. Um, her husband was very understanding. So it was very nice to be able to like grab all the people who were there with us on the first movie and, and bring them back. All right. A big show, the convenience tour at the Wilbur. Uh, so you can get those tickets if you go online to, uh, what is it? Is it the Wilbur.com? I think it is. Yeah, Kennedy, could you know. pull it up real quick? Can I ask you, a, a, can I ask you a comic? Yeah, okay. Thank you. I want to ask you a comic book question real quick. I have a, I have a son. He just turned 12 years old a week ago and he just finished the final book to Harry Potter and he, nice. he wants to dive into comic books and I don't know where to point him to start. Um, let's see. What's the most kid friendly? Um, it's a bit, of, it's going to be a, not a bit of a hunt. It's not a, a mainstream book like a DC or a Marvel book, but, uh, it's a, you can find it through dark horse. Dark horse, I think does the collections. Matt Wagner many years ago wrote a comic book series and drew it called mage. The hero discovered, which is a beautiful book and a, a fantastic entry point for a, a kid who like believes in magic. If he's coming off the Harry Potter books. This is basically the Arthurian legend with Excalibur replaced by a baseball bat. Um, it, it's, it's a very sweet story. Um, and it, I think they're going to try to make it into a series soon. So it'd be nice for the kid to get involved before, you know, it, it's, I, I don't begrudge those Marvel movies or DC movies. I love them. They're my candy and stuff, right. but like, you know, it, what kid is going to pick up a comic book today after you've watched like Thor Ragnarok? Would you rather watch Thor Ragnarok and Chris Hemsworth be like uh, charming and funny and, and uh, like a total leading man? Or would you rather read a Thor comic book? Most kids kind of lean in the right. direction of the former. Yeah. We so, wouldn't let him watch the last Harry Potter movie until he finished the for book. that we, reason. Yeah. Just for that reason. Like, yeah, we wouldn't let him get ahead of it in the movies. I'm telling you, Mage the Hero Discovered. That's a book worth looking into for a kid. They've done trade paperbacks. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. No worries. Kevin, Dogma is a movie that's very near and dear to my heart. Yes. And it bums me out. It's so hard to find these days if you don't own a physical copy. Which I do. Yeah. It's it's my movie about angels is owned by the devil himself. Harvey (laughs) Weinstein personally owns Dogma. You're Uh, kidding me. 
Yeah, can asshole. you imagine? It's it's not even like his company does. He, in the midst of all that was going on with that movie back in the late 90s, Disney didn't want it at all. Um, him and his brother bought the movie away from Disney. And so they've personally owned it as one of their personal assets. Like they licensed it to uh, Lionsgate to release way back in 1999. And they licensed it to Columbia TriStar for home video. And then all those licenses lapsed and those cats never thought about it again. So fairly recently, I tried to reach out to his lawyer to buy the movie back. Um, so, you know, for, I didn't want to for a long time because I was like, I don't want to get that guy money. Right. And then somebody was like, it goes to his victims. And I was like, all right, well, there you go. There's a plan. Oh, interesting. So we made an offer. You know, I wrote a very sincere letter to a convicted rapist and asked him to give me my art back for 250 grand. The response came back from his lawyer, no. I went back with another letter, doubled the offer to 500 grand. He said no. At that point, that's about all I'm good for. So I had to go out and create a coalition of the willing and whatnot, a fellowship of folks that might have an interest in seeing dogma get released from this animal. And he came back with a million-dollar offer, and still the response was no. So I don't know what the guy wants, man. But wow, I've got to be honest with you. I, yeah, I, it, it sucks, but let's be honest. Of all the, the heinous things this asshole's done, that's the least egregious. Uh, but on a lighter note, I had a follow-up. <laughs> now I'm going to segue into what was it like on the set and how cool was Alan Rickman in real life? Because I'm a huge Alan Rickman Alan fan. Alan Rickman, look, uh, you give me a chance to like say something positive about Dogma, not end on Harvey Weinstein, that's a gift. Um, Alan Rickman was everything you ever wanted him to be. First time I saw him was in a movie theater. I'm standing over the movie theater where I first saw him. Recently, me and my friends bought my hometown movie theater uh, and renamed it Smod Castle Cinemas. And there's an apartment above it, and that's where I am at the moment and stuff. So down below this apartment was the first time I saw Die Hard was at the Atlantic uh, Twin Cinema back in the day. And, uh, you know, I came in for Bruce Willis, but I left going, who's the other guy? That guy's amazing, you know, and then followed his work assiduously through, you know, a fandom until I became a filmmaker. And then when we were making, uh, getting ready to shoot Dogma, Alan had come in for a general meeting at Miramax. And John Gordon, the exec he met with, called me up and he goes, I think we got to get Alan Rickman in Dogma. I was like, what? That'd be amazing. Why do you think that? And he goes, because he just came in for a general meeting and all he talked about was chasing Amy and he wanted to know what you were doing next. And I was like, well, tell him he could be the voice of God. He was astounding. Um, you know, he, I learned more about performance just watching him than I had making movies, uh, three movies prior to that. Um, acting is a job of choices. You, know, you make a choice how to say something. And this guy always unfailingly, unflapping, un, just unflappably made bizarre and perfect choice. Always so memorable. Think about his first scene when he enters Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, mm -hmm. like how he whips into the room and like, like gestures grandly as all the windows close and then like spins into the podium and says in like the calmest voice turns the page 400 and what you know just he was such a brilliant performer it is rare that you get to hang out with people who are that good at what they do especially when you know all i'd ever done is seen him in a flick but because i also wound up working in movies bam i gravitated toward him and i got to work with him and he became a friend as well that's the crazy part it's one thing to work with a guy, but like we remained friends uh, all the way until he passed away and stuff. Um, he, I remember one of the last conversations we had, he was talking about he just bought an apartment in New York. 
And uh, I was like, oh, man, that's great, because you were always kind of back and forth. You were just renting places and stuff. And he was about to start this uh, Rachel Corey play he was directing. And so he wanted to stay. He wanted permanent roots and stuff. And I said, well, that's fantastic. Uh, he goes, you have to come over and visit, but you have to be very careful. I said, why? And he goes, because I bought the bill. I bought my apartment in the same building as a friend of mine. And I was like, who's the friend? And he goes, Ray Fiennes. And I was like, well, that's adorable. And he goes, no, it's not, because now Snape and Voldemort live in the same building. If the Potter fans find out, they'll bring it to the ground. <laughs> that is wild. Such a, such a lovely guy, man. He's greatly missed. That you warms should, my heart. I could listen to you tell me stories all day. Yeah, Kevin. you should have a podcast or something. I think <laughs> I think it might do well for you. Into it. I, I hear these podcasts are free. <laughs> yeah, radio's dying. Definitely get into podcasts. So uh, at the Wilbur. says radio's dying. But Nobody. Like, it's I a joke. Talk to radio. I know. It I really know. is. And I'm telling you, kids, like, I ain't just saying this because we're on the phone, but you guys got the dream job, man. That's the job I always wanted. I, that's why I have like 96 podcasts. I'm just auditioning until somebody goes, yes, we'll hire you. For hey, Kevin, you. when you're in town, yeah. you're more than welcome to come here and sit behind this microphone. Done and done. Right. And what we do is, I, I don't know if I'll have time. No, I know I traveled the day of the show. Uh -huh. The day after the show, we do Hartford on the 6th. I could come in on the morning of the 6th before I go to Hartford. Done. Done and done. And we'll get you some publicity down in Hart Hartford. We have some We're stations down there, there, too, so we can set that up. Fantastic. I'm, I'm all about it. Man. That would be great. We would love on. that. Okay, so Clerks 3, the convenience tour. Go to thewilbur.com. Thewilbur.com tickets are on sale right now. I know Boston is going to turn up, and I, if it's not sold out yet, it will be sold. There are not sold. a lot of tickets left. Yeah, but. not a lot of tickets yep. left. So thewilbur.com. Go see Clerks 3, the convenience tour, and Kevin Smith will be there for the Q&A afterwards. It was great to talk with you. Thanks, Kevin. We'll Thank see you, you soon. Thank you so Such much. a pleasure, kids. I'll see you in the station. All right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.